Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another episode of Inside the Inventory today. Man, it's, it's been some time. Life lately for me has been very crazy. I just moved recently, so I've been spending a lot of time packing, unpacking, cleaning, running around like a chicken with my head cut off and not really having a whole lot of downtime to myself. And so it feels good to be able to jump back behind this microphone, you know, get back to the rest of the series and shit, chop it up with y'all for real, for real. So long awaited for sure. But let's roll that intro. Welcome back, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Inside the Inventory, home to some of the best quality, content, and sound. I honestly think it's amazing what you discover when you actually sit back and examine yourself. I looked at my body today, and from head to toe, I'm almost completely covered with scars and bruises, cuts and burns and scrapes, gashes, and of course those infamous ones where we have absolutely no idea where the fuck they came from. A flesh wound on one hand, but a story on the other hand. Sometimes I get lost in the memory of what happened and how it all went down. I feel like it's easy to forget some of the fine details that seem to wither away with time, but you never forget the way that those scars felt. I would say over the last couple of episodes, I feel like I've really had to force myself into exile when I write. It's a strange combination of an erratic writer's block, while on the other hand, trying my best to allow these stories to be formed more intrinsically. But I do notice that at times it's hard to recall the imagery specifically from these moments if they are immediately transcribed. And what do I mean by transcribed? written down, being able to visually see them in front of me. And what's helped with that is over the past year, I actually started adding timestamps to my journal. It helps. For me, it's hard to bring my thoughts to life unless I see them in front of me, whether I'm tracking any reoccurring themes that I'm seeing, condensing my life affairs, or even trying to puzzle piece some of the most eclectic events. This particular story, Heal, was probably the most timely of episodes prior. I'm not sure when or how, but I've graduated to an introvert. I feel lonely when I'm in meaningless spaces, so most times I just prefer to be on my own. I'm not perfect, though. I struggle with the idea of inclusion. I mean, I kind of always have. By nature, we want to be seen and heard by any means necessary. We crave an audience to see what we're doing at all times, and we want people to validate us. So when you take those things away, what do we have to show for ourselves? It's frightening, right? I think I developed this way of being because that's a scar that I sustained. However, this was more of an emotional scar rather than a physical. And the toll it had, after years of failed attempts to blend in, left me with a bruise that I wouldn't dare risk aggravating again. I figured that being alone was far more suitable than risking rejection and hurt from the people around me. Part of healing 
that Scar was learning how to supplement the loss of any cultural acceptance, supplement the loss of an abundance of people that I once had, all for the small things that I love the most, God being at the top of that list. It's like a small child who scrapes their knee at the playground, and their immediate innate response is to locate the person responsible for their well-being. That's how I feel with God. Every scar that I've suffered in this life, I've needed him to repair. Realizing this dependence for healing each day helps me grow more deeply and more intimately with him. Scars can usually occur in a small variety of ways, right? Some are self-inflicted, which are caused by the individual themselves. And some are involuntary, which happens out of your control. The way I was living my life wasn't conducive to the person that I needed to become. And it took those hard lessons to stick. It took almost literally losing my life at one point. And each scar is a reminder that I'll never go back to that place or that state of being. When you have habits and choices that aren't helpful or that don't produce a fruitful life, then you're forced to make changes eventually. Either that or you face the consequences over and over and let that cycle continue to repeat itself. And that's exactly what happened to me. I just got to the point where I finally began to understand what it meant to preserve myself that I don't have to self-inflict anymore and begin repairing the wounds that I've accumulated over the years. I found this book called The Purpose Driven Life. It's by an author by the name of Rick Warren, outstanding gentleman. It's a New York Times bestseller with 34 million copies sold, something like that. And the overview is about a man who absolutely adores the Lord. He loves him. And this book provides guidance on God's expectations for us what we should do with our time here on earth and what it means to just be a truly, genuinely good person. The aspect of the book that I feel like I appreciated the most was just the plain language that it offered and the life help. I came across this book at a time where it was hard for me to look in the mirror and see the scars that I had. The emotional scars, the mental scars, the physical scars. And at a time where I felt so lost and disconnected from everything that I thought to be true about myself. This book genuinely saved my life. At any given time, life will call for routine maintenance. You know, this can be home improvement, this can be car, and even yourself. But what happens is when you let things go too long without being serviced, they become less valuable, diminished, and over time of no use. This is the stage of my life that I'm at right now. Maintenance. When you change for the better or for the worse, people do notice. Most times they're not going to say anything, but best believe that notes are being recorded in silence. 
And a change that was brought to my attention about the way that I had adjusted my lifestyle, my way of being, someone literally told me that my overall demeanor had become more calm and mellow, along with some other subtle differences about myself from whatever previous version they remembered me to be. And I couldn't have said that about myself years back. I mean, man, I was a completely different person then. So at first, I was low-key defensive. I took it as a slight. I did. A slight on my personality. But I realized that that wasn't the case, actually. This person was acknowledging that I've changed from a person who was very impatient, very selfish, not ever really caring about the way that he operated or moved, and just never really regarded his decision-making and how it would impact the people around him, and thus transforming and growing into an individual who really made intentional choices to change those negative things about himself. The month of February was probably one of the hardest months for me recently. Number one, I watched my mental health crash through the fucking floor. I experienced so much loneliness, issues with my job, the anniversary of a lost loved one. I mean, it was piling on like crazy. I remember waking up every day and immediately having to fight for my sanity. And I know that somebody can definitely relate to that. Like you wake up and it's just an instant fucking battle. But there was a particular night that I remember. I was sitting on my patio with a glass of tea and I was just thinking to myself, trying to get my thoughts organized, trying to slow myself down to where I could actually think. And I just knew that I needed to get myself back on track. I said, okay, you know, you have some things going on with yourself. You're not 100%. What can you begin to do to fix that? And that's when the word heal came to my mind. The soliloquy that I mentioned earlier, you know, regarding injury, regarding just this dilemma, is what inspired all of this and inspired this episode. And for me, I just realized that you get to a certain point in life where all you really want is the time and the space to mend every single part of yourself. I was there, I was at my breaking point. Like I felt like I literally needed to heal my soul. I needed to restore my mind. And as I kind of just sat there on that couch, I just began jotting down, you know, random notes. And I started thinking about how all of the facets of healing intertwine. And as it relates to my situation at the time, my two biggest concerns were my emotional and mental healing. And so it led me to this. When you suffer an injury, let's say a laceration, right? There are usually about four steps or four stages that take place. So the first stage of suffering a laceration is the release of blood. We're usually in that time, you know, all the remaining blood vessels that you have, they work to kind of cut off and restrict any additional bleeding from occurring. And this usually causes a clot in the affected area. This stage represents the letter H, which is honesty. Letting out the blood to the area of hurt is like letting out the truth until there's nothing left to be released. The second stage of healing a wound is where inflammation occurs shortly after the bleeding and everything the clotting has kind of came to a halt and the additional bleeding has subsided. And this is where the affected area starts to swell a little bit just to prevent any further blood loss or even infection. And this stage symbolizes 
empathy. Because you have to understand that in this specific part of the healing process, once it's commenced, it's not going to be pretty. You have to be patient and willing and just know that this part may be ugly and it may take time. And it symbolizes empathy because it's important to remember to give yourself grace during this stage. The third portion of the healing process is where new tissue usually begins to form. It produces collagen. New blood vessels and oxygen are now being restored. Everything is working in full gear to the affected area and healing is in full swing, right? This part of the process represents the letter A, which stands for acceptance. This part of the process is acknowledging that you have worked your ass off to get through the two hardest stages, that the bleeding and the pain has stopped and that the damaged part of you is now being restored. And the final stage is where the collagen has now fully been remodeled. That wound is covered and it's now fully closed and the maturation stage is complete. This is probably the most valuable part of the healing process and it represents the final letter, L, which means let go because you've allowed yourself to properly heal. Once you've been through enough in life, you'll start to notice some of the situations you've been in and you look to avoid those. Self-inflicted wounds are usually the most dangerous. Overall, I think it's important to acknowledge that we've all been in situations that have forced us to learn and grow. And as we continue to experience new things in this life, we realize that it's not about what you went through, but about how you respond and use those situations to your advantage. And be okay with the fact that some events will take longer to heal and recover from. But as we master our own personal healing mechanisms, it just makes us all the more prepared for anything that may come our way next. Here's the challenge. Have you gone through anything that you haven't allowed yourself to fully recover from? And if so, what is that? And ultimately, are you willing to sacrifice and do what needs to be done in order to reach that stage of completion? <laughs>